0: to the butts (laughs) no No?
1: this is the seats in the butts podcast i'm your host emily with my co-host nick
0: am i even your co-host here no am i I just your like subordinate you're just here you're just here
1: welcome to the seats in the butts podcast where i take over and we watch something stupid
0: except i made you watch this one well emily why are we reviewing nxt season three
1: (laughs) i mean that's a great question um, first of all, this is kind of a preview of what will be on our Patreon. So the plan for the Patreon is that I will pick a show, whether that be a pay-per-view, a reality show, a season of something, or even like an episode of Raw, and we'll talk about it. And it's entirely my choice. Yeah, and one, Nick can't say anything. At
0: one point, I was like, have like have some sort of loose WWE connection.
1: I think we're doing away with
0: that. I actually have a couple W7 connections if we really want to stretch. Uh, the, the second reason is that we, we recorded and edited the Thunder episode and felt it was going to be very short, and it was, it was shorter. And while editing it, we felt better about it, but recording it, we were like, oh, we feel awful. So yeah. we kind of planned to do this and think, okay, well. And we tweeted about it a little bit, so.
1: A little, Yeah. yeah. But as Nick said before, this Patreon preview episode is on NXT's Season 3. It is the first all-women's season. So
0: yeah, original NXT. Original NXT. No Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose here.
1: This is before it gets good. This is the bad times.
0: To recap a little bit, how did you feel about NXT Season 1 and 2?
1: Kind of nothing. I They were really, one especially, it was really boring. I had no interest in season one, except for Dan O'Brien. Like, he well, was there. To the point cool. where
0: for season two, we just skim-watched to the challenges. It was
1: so boring.
0: Yeah, the matches are not here to be matches.
1: Oh, yeah, and there are, there are wrestling matches in season three, but we will not be dwelling on them because they mean nothing.
0: Yeah, they, I don't even know how much you plan on going episode by episode.
1: I have episode by episode notes.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're not calling matches here.
1: Absolutely. I I do
0: not have a single hold written down on any of my notes.
1: But before we get into it, overall, what did you know about NXT's season three? Because you definitely knew more than I did going in.
0: I cannot remember if I watched this when it happened. Did it spark memories? My gut's saying no. Because also, in my memory, CM Punk is on commentary for all of this season. He's on (laughs) one episode.
1: Oh my God, I wish he was on commentary the whole season. That would have made it so much better. Yeah. Michael Cole became, like, a true villain in my eyes during the season.
0: Yeah, but you got to live a little bit of what it was like in 2010 and 2011.
1: That's a dark time for you wrestling fans. I am sorry for you.
0: Part of me. You know, I really should have made you watch the, like, 45-minute segment of Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole at WrestleMania.
1: I got the gist in this. There was a lot of Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler conversation. That Michael Cole just decided that this was his time to talk about Jerry Lawler. Yeah, I was just... It was kind of annoying. Michael Cole had absolutely zero interest. We'll get into this more, but Michael Cole had no interest in this season. Yeah, we went from... He really downgraded, because in the episode one, he had favorites, and he was like, oh, I love her. Oh, she's great. And then, like, episode two, he's like, I'm walking out. Yeah, I can't do this. They this bring out awful. the
0: fucking gong, and yeah, I'm like...
1: He gongs the show. Anyway, before we get into the actual, like, faff of the show we should talk about who the rookies and the pros are for this season.
0: Yes. So if
1: you don't know the way that NXT works, at least in the first few seasons, before it gets good, again, this is the bad times.
0: The first four seasons.
1: There are rookie players. So people who have never, ever been on NXT or... Who have never been on WWE television and what they're shot in the ring. And they have pros that are paired up with them. So it's people that have been in the ring. It's people like The Miz and...
0: That's not a like. good example.
1: But people like <laughs> seasoned that. Seasoned
0: veterans like The Miz. Seasoned
1: veterans. Yeah, He's William, William
0: no. Regal's also there. Yeah,
1: he is there.
0: Or In season one. He ain't here for this one, but...
1: So, our rookie... Our, should we start with our rookies or our pros?
0: I think you can do the pairing.
1: Okay. So, the pros for the season... Kelly Kelly, and is, her rookie. Yeah, like,
0: she's the pro. Just so.
1: and her rookie is Naomi, which like the dynamic of if you know the rookies and how far they go in the company, knowing who they're paired up with with their pros is like shocking.
0: So I did look up when everybody started wrestling.
1: Okay, when did Naomi start?
0: Naomi started in two thousand nine. This is end of twenty ten. Just so she's for still scale. fairly new. Yeah, Kelly Kelly started in two thousand six.
1: But was she wrestling?
0: That's yeah, that's relative. <laughs> she was um, she was struggling to take her bra off on ECW.
1: Oh, I love that. I on Kelly Kelly is gorgeous. Kelly Kelly can go up there in the beauty stratosphere with Tacey Keebler. Like I think they could have a competition of who's more gorgeous. But like you know, you know what Kelly wrestling. Kelly can't
0: do besides run the ropes, talk, wrestle on NXT. She, she is, never wrestled, She yeah. is nowhere to be found on a lot of these episodes.
1: I think she's gorgeous. Including the finale. Anyway, our next professional, Primo. (laughs) Who the fuck is Primo, Nick? He's
0: he's Carlito's brother.
1: Sure, I guess. Does he eat, like, oranges? Is that his whole thing?
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, they missed a trick. They (laughs) really did. I think think both of them did come out with apples occasionally.
1: (laughs) Primo could have been a rookie to me. I never heard of this man. Never seen him in a professional standing. He was under
0: contract until the pandemic somehow.
1: How the fuck? Anyway, his rookie, AJ Lee. Again, the rookie becomes way more successful than the professional.
0: AJ started wrestling earlier than everyone else in this competition. Really? Started wrestling in, in 2007. Really? By the way, she's 23 in this season. She is Russell longer than than one of the pros.
1: She is the age of when we go to a bar and we see people her age, we leave. Yeah. Wow. She's so
0: young. That's ridiculous. Okay, anyway. She's 36 now.
1: She's still so young. How old is CM Punk?
0: Older than that. He's
1: in like his 40s, right?
0: I would say how old is Charlotte because I'm like...
1: Charlotte's in her late 30s, early 40s. Anyway, moving on. Our next professional... Gold Dust, in his full Gold Dust garb. So this is kind of Charlotte our WC. Flair is
0: older than AJ. Oh.
1: so this is kind of our WCW tie-in. Is Gold Dust?
0: I I have two other ones I can stretch for.
1: Okay, <laughs> but Gold Dust's rookie is a woman named Oksana. She is a Lithuanian bombshell, just trying to make it in the U.S.
0: Also started wrestling in 2009.
1: If you told me she started wrestling the day before this started, I'd believe you. But (laughs) up next, we have Vicky Guerrero as our professional to her rookie, Caitlin, who was a replacement for someone else as the season started.
0: Yeah. Aloisa, a.k.a. Isis the Amazon. Oh. Uh, Caitlin's first match, we saw. That was not exaggerated.
1: Yeah. She was plucked out of... God knows where. And it was just like, you want to wrestle? Well,
0: pretty much everyone here signed a developmental contract with WWE. And what you don't see is that in between the weeks of NXT, they're going back to Florida and wrestling in FCW.
1: Oh, cool. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. I respect that. Because Caitlin does get pretty good throughout the draw of the season. Yeah, she, Her
0: first match is literally on television. And it's like, yeah, wow. she's not bad at the end.
1: And she's... She's good on camera, too. She doesn't seem that timid. Anyway, so her pro is Vicky Guerrero in all of her 2010 glory. So, you know.
0: She's my other uh, WCW.
1: That's a loose tie-in.
0: I don't think she ever even appears on camera.
1: You know her husband? He was on WCW.
0: Which we were talking about. Man, they uh, they do not mention Eddie Guerrero in the same breath as Vicky anymore in that era.
1: Well, Vicky Guerrero is a joke and Eddie Guerrero is beloved, yeah. so I don't blame them. <laughs> Moving on, our next professionals, if you can even say that, the Bella Twins. I have feelings about the Bella Twins.
0: Yes. So the Bella Twins started wrestling in 2007 after AJ. I did look at the timeline.
1: That's crazy. And their rookie is Jamie, who used to be an in-ring announcer. She was the in-ring announcer for season two, at least, of NXT.
0: For some of it. Not all the episodes. She started wrestling in 2010. I think we saw her first match as well. And Emily, she's our other WCW tie-in. How? She appeared previously... In TNA as a manager, not as a wrestler. But she, TNA
1: is not WCW.
0: No, but in 2009, she accompanied big, sexy Kevin Nash to the ring.
1: Okay.
0: And that's it. It's like she did nothing else in That's TNA.
1: a loose tie in. <laughs> Our last pro is, you know, gold star winning, five star matchmaking Alicia Fox with Maxine.
0: Alicia Fox started in 2006, Maxine all started in 2009.
1: So we've got a great crop of wrestlers and professionals coming into the ring here. Obviously, you can tell that there are already favorites because you recognize names that go on to be on the roster later on. Yes. That holds true in this season.
0: Yeah, it's a tale of two groups. Yeah.
1: It's the people that are here for for serious and the people that are here to be sexy.
0: Yeah, so week one, the show still seems to have some promise.
1: It does. And even the commentators don't seem to be, you know, dead to the world. But the way that NXT works is there are challenges and there are matches. And the challenges can be anything from like an obstacle course to a promo challenge. It can kind of be anything they want it to be. But there are matches
0: as well. So, Emily, speaking of the the challenges and the competitions, (laughs) I am going to uh, give you a little quiz on 10 of them. Oh, Lord. And you need to tell me who won the competition. Okay. Uh, You need a 7 out of 10 to pass. Oh, no. So let's start with the first competition. There was the dance-off.
1: Oh, the dance-off is easy. Like, there was one person on the roster that had dance experience. Yeah, a
0: former, former Orlando Magic dance cheerleader.
1: It's Naomi. Yes. <laughs> That's easy.
0: One for one. Who won the joke-off?
1: Oh, God. Oh, the joke-off is starting to... It was at the point where I was starting to, like, actually lose my mind. It's, like, episode two. Yeah, because it was... It was at that point, I think, when I was realizing how demeaning this season was going to be.
0: Emily, are you Michael Cole?
1: Yeah, I was kind of on the same trajectory as Michael Cole, to be honest. It wasn't AJ, because she had a bomb of a joke. And it wasn't Naomi, because I don't remember her joke.
0: Well, You literally have a one out of six chance of just guessing.
1: Caitlin?
0: No, it was Jamie. It was the only one Jamie won.
1: Oh, shit.
0: And I, and I want to say hers was the Night Talk. Who's there? AJ, exactly.
1: Oh, she was going AJ. Who? Yeah. yeah. And then she did it again. It was like Maxine. Maxine who? Yeah. Like exactly. All right, ha, so ha. one
0: for two. Emily, who won musical chairs?
1: Oh fuck, AJ.
0: Yes, the girl with the smallest butt. Yeah. We were talking about like she's so skinny and she's small. So How swift. Did she All right, two for three. Um, I'll even give you the layup here. Who won both Talk the Talk and Diss the Diva? I guess the first is the demon
1: I just rewatched these competitions. I have no memory of these. Naomi?
0: No, I would be AJ.
1: Wow, AJ won a lot.
0: Yeah, well, AJ won a lot of the talking ones. I'm not going to give you any of the the gimme ones here. But if there was any question about trivia,
1: oh, AJ, AJ dominated.
0: Who won the mechanical bull riding?
1: I want to say like Oksana.
0: You are correct. Really? Two for four. Who won the power of the punch? Oh, Naomi. And who won it twice? Naomi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Naomi had the smart strategy of using both of her hands to smash it. And like, well, you got, okay, you can only do one. And she got like, like an almost identical score. Oh my god. Who won the Halloween costume competition?
1: Oh, Caitlyn, because she came dressed as Vicky. We're going to go chronologically through all of these, yeah. so we'll dwell on these a little bit more. But you're kind of getting an idea of the faff of the matches that we're watching, or the episodes, I suppose.
0: All right, keep it down. Who won the kissing competition? Oh,
1: God. oh, AJ won.
0: Yeah, she got herself typecasted right there. Yes. The arm wrestling competition?
1: Caitlyn. Caitlyn's fucking jacked.
0: Who won the second Diss the Diva? AJ? No, that would be Naomi.
1: Damn it! Okay.
0: And who won last sumo standing?
1: Caitlin.
0: That was awful.
1: That was so bad.
0: So, Emily, you you passed the test. Yes. You literally got seven. So.
1: Woohoo! Skating by.
0: Just managed to make it.
1: But yeah, that is the um, the caliber of content that you have coming for you in this conversation. Those are the things that happened in the show. Those are just some of the things that happened in this show.
0: Yes, we skipped over all the trivial ones. Uh, we also skipped over the Limbo Challenge because Limbo Challenge no longer on Peacock.
1: Yeah, I couldn't explain that one to you. I don't know. But from episode one on to episode, I think, three, they kind of draw this out. They do give little vignettes introducing all of the girls and kind of like the character that they want them to be. Naomi's the athletic one. AJ's the I'm not like most girls girl.
0: I, I do have to note. Because they do this a lot, it's like, oh, they're black. They're the athletic one.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: She's the Shelton Benjamin of this season, folks.
1: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, AJ is the I'm not like most girls. Caitlyn is the cool girl next door. Oksana is Lithuanian. Or no, Caitlyn um, Caitlin
0: described herself as the girl two doors down. Shut the girl next door. She's the girl two doors You're down. You're
1: right, yes. She's the cool girl down the street that explodes your mailbox on 4th of July.
0: No, not the girl who's three doors down because that would be copyright infringement.
1: Maxine is just I'm a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah. Maxine's> a, <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Maxine is a bitch, and not even in the fun way. Like I, I she's would say, not like yeah, a she,
0: She's like, I'm the heel of this season because nobody else started wanting to be a heel.
1: The first thing she said out of her mouth was racist. So, like, you weren't even going to be a fun heel that we could root for. It was just like, oh, wow, you're fucking xenophobic, and I want you to leave. Yeah, she had the go-away heat rather than the, ooh, you evil heel, like, raw. No, she just sucked. Jamie was jacked. That was her whole character. But she thought she was way sexy. Like, she thought she was hot shit. But she was just strong as hell. So those are your typecasts. There are three that really just want to be sexy. And then there's three that are here to
0: actually do something. Look, at least it's different characters as opposed to we saw the previews of everybody in NXT season four, and I'm like, oh well, wow, you're all shit heels. It yeah, like.
1: that would be a fun one to watch. Johnny
0: you're... Curtis is the only one that I'm like.
1: Can you believe we're watching this just for fun?
0: Sorry. Or or your um or your EC3 and you're a uh, real life heel. Oof.
1: Can you believe we watch these seasons for fun?
0: I know. We yeah we weren't even planning on reviewing this podcast. No, and it I'm was like... just
1: how much I was dying inside that made us want to watch it. <laughs> So right out of the gate, we have our first dance challenge. Before we even talk about wrestling, we have our first challenge. It's the dance challenge. For that being the first thing that we see from these women, it just kind of set the tone for the season of like, oh, we're not here for wrestling. It does not matter that you people want to be a wrestler or you want to be on WWE. This is not about that anymore. Well,
0: we should also mention that the prize for this season is different than the last couple seasons. Oh, right. Because season one, you got a like pay-per-view main event title match of your choice. Season two, it's like, okay, you get a pay-per-view title match. It gets used on the intercontinental title not the world title. Right. This one is like, you get a contract.
1: You get a match.
0: <laughs> this is the diva search is what it is.
1: This is, this is absolutely the diva. But search. they
0: actually let them wrestle.
1: Yeah. So the dance challenge right out the gate, obviously Naomi, Naomi actually goes first, which is kind of upsetting to the rest of the women
0: and they bring cole in for this
1: yes because you need a dance partner no you don't so naomi just kind of dances circles around michael cole and destroys the rest of the competition everyone else is just trying to be sexy this is just opportunity number one to show i'm sexy Who? i'm the most well, sexy. Caitlyn
0: does not she does the awkward robot thing she likes to do she
1: is very she's so girl next door like she wants to be quirky, funny, I'm different so badly. She's cool. I do like her, but she leans into the I'm not like most girls a little too much. I was going to
0: say, is she the parts of you you don't like it yourself?
1: Yes, entirely. I see myself in in Caitlyn and I don't like it. Here's the problem. I see myself in 2010 yeah. in, in Caitlyn. I see sophomore in high school, Emily, and I'm like, ooh, fuck, I don't like that girl. Making out with band boys. Oof, nope. Don't want to talk about it. Um, I lost my track of
0: thought. A track of thought. <laughs>
1: I, the amount of brain cells that I lost watching this show, I can't think of words anymore.
0: And then you re-skimmed it all today. I time. did.
1: And I, I can't... I need to go read, like, War and Peace or something. I need something intelligent in my head. Because this was not it. Anyway. So, dance challenge happens. It's just kind of embarrassing. And that sets the tone for the whole season. So we get our first match, which also we don't get a lot of matches, or at least we don't get a lot of variety of matches in the show. So this being the first match, again, kind of sets the tone. It's Maxine and Alicia versus Naomi and Kelly. That kind of sets it up to assume that every match is going to be rookie and pro versus rookie and pro. It's not that.
0: I mean, they do that in the first couple seasons as well.
1: But they don't let the Bellas come in and take over every match in the first two seasons.
0: (laughs) You know, I'd love to see Wade Barrett versus the Bellas. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or Daniel Bryan Bryan versus Brie Bella. Man, they'd be quite a classic nowadays.
1: So, really, my only note for this match was Naomi shows that she is not here to fuck around, but Maxine
0: is. I think we're a little hard on Maxine. I
1: don't like her. I don't think she's good in the ring. I don't think she's good on the mic. I think she's just a bitch, and I'm not into it.
0: So, additionally, with all the matches... I think AJ is the only person to actually like develop a finisher during these. Oh like, yeah, it's just like oh random drop kick or random spin yeah. kick or roll up small package. Like AJ breaks out the octopus. Oh level yeah, point and like actually wins like two or three matches with it.
1: I'm sorry, it's called the octopus octopus. No, octopus, no, octopus, octopus, no, we're not doing octopus 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 octopus. octopus.
0: I actually I do have I do have the records of all of the women for the for these uh, matches.
1: Oh really? Because I'm not gonna go one by one through these matches. No. Uh
0: Jamie was two and zero. Really? Maxine was one and four. Yeah. Oksana was two and five.
1: Yeah.
0: AJ was six and two.
1: Okay.
0: Naomi was five and four, and Caitlin was three and four. Which
1: is surprising.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. The matches are not why you're watching this show. Even if you are like the biggest wrestling fan and you are going to these shows for NXT, you're not watching for the matches.
0: Emily, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's now time for the Raw recap.
1: Oh my God. If I kick back, it's going to be the next 10 minutes where we talk about what happened
0: on Raw. There was literally a span of 20 minutes on one of the shows. It was a like, lengthy Raw recap. And then an uninterrupted Kane, Undertaker, and Paul Bearer promo.
1: That happened on Raw. Like yeah.
0: No, how about SmackDown? Still. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very clear after the first couple weeks that they do not give a shit about NXT. We didn't even
0: mention. They go off television after, like, week two or three. Actually,
1: it's episode five. Oh. They make it to week five.
0: Yeah. Before
1: they go fully online.
0: Yeah, but it's a web series now. By the way, I don't think anything even took over the time slot. I think... Sci-fi was like we don't want new shit.
1: It. We'll find it. we'll rerun something
0: because they went straight from WWE, C W, the Dark Ages. Like not even like, oh, there's a little bit Rob Van Dam still here. It's like you want to see Christian wrestle, you know, the flavor of the week. Literally the final main event match is Christian versus Ezekiel Jackson. Oof. And then he goes to NXT, and it's like yeah, me. I get why they uh yeah talk thrilled. about
1: Dark Ages. We are so lucky to have the women's roster and the women's talent that we have now. We are so lucky to have producers and showrunners behind the scenes that actually care about the women's division in 2023 because we have amazing women on the roster. And I feel like these women kind of did get shorted. The women of the early 2000s got the short end of the stick. Like, yes, Trish Stratus was great and Lita was great back in the early 2000s, but they could have been so much more if someone gave a shit about them, you know? And I think these women are right on the cusp of, like, we don't give a shit about women. And they could have been better.
0: <laughs> I mean, there are some people who actually say that Trisha's having better matches now than I believe she it.
1: I entirely believe it. Uh,
0: Lita, not so much. I mean, Lita's moving in. So Lita did now. great
1: in 2002. Like, she's fine. Anyway, so that's kind of episode one. It's very clear that Naomi is the front runner. But episode one also ends with the start of, or I guess not the start, the cementation of... Vicky and Caitlyn hating each other. Yes. There is a massive rivalry between Vicky Guerrero and Caitlyn. Well,
0: the way they actually wrote off the previous rookie of Vicky was they're like, oh, they got into an argument and she decided she wasn't right for it. So yeah. they're kind of spending that. I do have the where are they now for each of the the uh, the, the rookies on this. I guess now is as good time as any to do uh, the Aloisa one. Cause, yeah. Because she got eliminated or I guess she got unselected for this show because there were erotic photos of her online.
1: Which seems really hypocritical.
0: Oh, 100%. By the way, it's not nude photos either. It's because they asked her, like, do you have any nude photos online? She goes, no. And then they found suggestive photos.
1: That's not nude.
0: Yeah. And to add to this, she was replaced by Caitlyn, who also had risque photos online. And I'm talking about, like, Intentionally, because I know Sure, sure, sure. Because Caitlyn got hit by the the like leaks that Paige got hit by. No, these were like intentionally sexy photos online. So it's like, what?
1: shut up! Like the hypocrisy. Also, every single one of your current day divas probably has lewd photos online.
0: Fucking Maurice shows up. You had Maurice pose for Playboy.
1: A lot of the divas pose for Playboy, but yeah. I guess because it's on WWE's dime, well, spine.
0: it's also the fact that. Uh, these are all new sightings and Linda McMahon was running for the Senate oh. for the first time apparently in 2013 Guinness world Records certified her as being the tallest actress in a leading role originally standing six foot nine she had lost th- three quarters of an inch of height due to a slip disc I don't really know what the hell that means in terms of tallest actress in a leading role like leading role in what but uh, she wrestled various indies for kind of 2010, and she had a little bit of wrestling career beforehand, and she retired in 2011. Did some light acting, nothing crazy. Cool. Yeah.
1: Good for her. I mean, make make a name for yourself.
0: I said, do you want to skip ahead to the next elimination? Because <laughs> what else happens in the, in the four weeks in between?
1: Let's just go week by week here. So, episode one. Wait, and... So you're
0: saying you want to take a week by week look at the slow but inevitable downfall of NXT?
1: That is exactly what I'm saying. There. Okay. So week one ends with Caitlyn and Vicky dissension, whatever. Week two, we start with an AJ and Primo versus Caitlyn and Dolph Ziggler match. Yes. Dissension disgrace because at the end of this match, Dolph hugs Caitlyn. And for those of you that don't know, at this time in the storyline, Dolph and Vicky are dating. And he looked at another woman.
0: Part of me wants to like stop recording and restart this and just have you do this entire thing as a mean girl. (laughs) No, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you heard, but Dolph Dolph hugged Caitlyn.
1: Dolph is in front of
0: everyone.
1: He is such a little playboy.
0: (laughs) His fucking outfit in the last episode, rocking the velvet suit and no shirt and a tie. Vicky, rocking you the Jamie should tart. say
1: something, Vicky. This is not okay. Like, girl, go say something. Get your man.
0: Yeah, that's. By the way, it. she's not the general manager anymore. So, I guess in kayfabe, Dolph is legitimately attracted to her.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Like in kayfabe. Like in kayfabe, she married Edge, and Edge d- divorced her as soon as she got fired as GM. He's like, because he was like, yeah, I literally was only with you because you had power.
1: Nice guy, Dolph. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so the competition for episode two, we get a joke off. Nick mentioned this in the rundown of the show, but we get a joke off. And unfortunately, a lot of the jokes are very anti-women, which again, why the fuck? Are, this, is a, this is a show all about women. Why are we not focusing on the actual like athleticism of the women and like wrestling? Because it's a fucking wrestling show.
0: Booker G suddenly appears. Women just naturally hate each other, brother. That's
1: not true. <laughs> Yeah, so the, most of the jokes in the joke off are, so Oksana's joke was, what's the difference between a girlfriend and a wife about 45 pounds? Like, what the fuck? That's not cool. That's not cool. Um,
0: I don't know. My girlfriend thought it was funny.
1: Fuck off. I'm not your <laughs> wife yet. Um, even AJ's joke was about like a dumb blonde. Like, are we still in the, I guess it's 2010 still the era of like the dumb blonde jokes? I
0: don't know.
1: God, yeah, there were a lot of that. Like, the only one that I can remember that didn't have that kind of a joke to it was Naomi's, which was one of those, like, anti-jokes that was very popular at the time. Her joke was, what do you call a dog with no legs? Doesn't matter what you call it, it's not going to (laughs) come. Like, it's funny. It's funny. (laughs) Sure. Anyway, this is when um, Michael Cole gongs the show. After this joke off. Michael Cole is like, I can't fucking do this anymore. This is so bad. This is so stupid. He got the secondhand embarrassment that I was also feeling. And he was just like, nope, we're not doing this anymore. I'm out.
0: Yeah. And then he gets put back on the following week and proceeds to basically actively dare the audience to stop watching.
1: Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Like he's taking phone calls in the middle of fucking shows. Yep.
1: Multiple times.
0: He, he's just a general prick in oh, this season. Oh. And. Josh Matthews ain't that much better. It's really
1: not. At least Josh Matthews is kind of calling the matches when they happen. John, he
0: flip flops. Sometimes he's like, "Oh, hey, this is good going on," and then he'll also just turn into a raging prick.
1: Yes, and it, like it's pretty like demeaning. Josh.
0: If you're not on the show, you're not doing jack shit. At least this is his actual voice, and not like in TNA where to pitch his voice down.
1: Oh, yeah, no. Anyway, so at the end of episode two, Michael Cole does walk out. There's an obstacle course in there, whatever. Who cares? Um, Michael Cole does walk out, which leads to episode three, which is the absolute best episode in this season for two reasons. One is the competition that happens in this episode. And two, CM Punk comes on for commentary in this episode. Thank God for CM Punk.
0: And he doesn't give a shit, but in a way that, like, works... He it's act- not It's not antagonistic. It's no. apathy.
1: He comes out and straight up says, I love NXT because it's like a car crash. It sucks when it happens to you, but I love watching it to happen to other people. But he is the best thing to happen to the show at this point.
0: Yeah, they, 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 there was some strategy going on between a rookie and a pro. And Josh Matthews goes, Oh, Trevor, have a conversation like that with, with your rookie? He's like, No, I never talked to my rookie from NXT season one.
1: Oh, yeah, because. Because CM Punk was a pro in season yeah, one. Yeah, for Darren Young. Darren Young.
0: AKA black John Cena. Crazy. Emily really cannot unsee it.
1: It's insane. So this is really where the brain cells just start fluttering out of my brain. Because Les Cool come out and they kind of rib on all of the rookies. You, you made that
0: sound more French Actually, you made it sound as French as they wanted it. Le
1: Cool. I don't know what it is about them, but they are so airheady and so come they come off so like I don't want to say bimbo, because I, I don't know. They just they come off so stupid. They come off so airheaded that like watching them makes you feel stupider. Come on, boy. That's my wife, boy. Undertaker, you can do better. It's it's hard to watch. Like I was trying actively to think of words during this, and they were talking. I was like, I'm losing every word that I've ever known.
0: Are you aware anyway. of Michelle McCool's debut in WWE? No. She debuts basically as a pedophile. Oh, great. Because she, awesome. she meant to be a sexy teacher and was like, Us oh. teachers need love too. Oh
1: god. I love it.
0: I feel like you don't love it, Emily. I
1: don't love it. Oh, I was wrong. There are two mat. there are two competitions in this episode. No matches, just competitions. So we have musical chairs first, which it's musical fucking chairs. Why are we playing musical chairs in a wrestling show? It is a
0: far cry away from the Eugene episode.
1: But it's still musical fucking chairs.
0: I will defend that musical chairs segment with... I, I showed it to you. It's a great segment. It is a great segment. You're right. Because you know what? There's character in that one.
1: Yes. That this, one this, actually this was, served a purpose. You
0: know what? This was shoot musical chairs. It doesn't work.
1: No. Yeah.
0: It was... Like, all these competitions are a gen, like genuine shoot, it seems like.
1: Unfortunately. Yes. But it was... It was, again, why are we doing this? These are wrestlers. Why are we even faking to ourselves that this is... Any way beneficial to them as wrestlers. We're playing musical chairs. Anyway, the next competition that happens in the show is the like talk off, I guess, like promo off, whatever, where they're given talk the talk. Talk the talk. They're given a topic and they need to riff on that topic for two minutes or one minute. Oksana doesn't know what a llama is. They were all given topics. Like Jamie was given teeth and AJ was given caffeine. Oksana was given a llama. She did not know what Matt Stryker was talking about when he said llama. And she kept asking for clarification. He's like, it's an animal. She's like, can you show me the animal? He's like, I can't pull up National Geographic. And then they're like, okay, well, what can you do a camel? And she's like, I don't know
0: what the camel is. No, no. It wasn't, can you do a camel? It said, can you describe it? And he goes, it's like a camel, but it's not.
1: And then she didn't know what a camel (laughs) was either. A camel? It was so infuriating to watch
0: I, I legitimately don't know how much of her shtick is an act versus English not being her native language.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know if she is truly Lithuanian or not. Like... Oh, no.
0: I mean, she, yeah, she like is. Like, her
1: language barrier. I don't know how strong the language barrier actually is. Yeah. Like, is she is she being sincere when she doesn't know what the word llama and camel means? Or is this part of the character? It devolves. Obviously, Oksana loses. Maxine, all she wants to do is talk shit on AJ.
0: Yeah, everyone's beefing with AJ. I know.
1: Is it just because she's easy to beef with?
0: <laughs> I think it's because she's the most experienced in the ring. So if they do a match, she'll make you look the best.
1: Maybe. That might be right, actually. But even the crowd turned on this competition. You can kind of tell that the crowd is like, why the fuck are we here? Why are we watching this? I don't know. It, like, this comes on before SmackDown, I think, the, in the taping schedule.
0: I, yeah, I was trying to figure that out of, is this tape before or after? and
1: it's gotta be before because if this was after i would leave but even the fact that it's before like i would go get a beer i would go get some food or something on the arena floor like i would not sit in my seat and watch this this is embarrassing this is degrading anyway so that's episode three (laughs) episode four elimination is next week we have two competitions in this episode the first one being a wheelbarrow race where they have to take a wheelbarrow and run it around the ring and back over a yellow line or something. And whoever does it in the fastest time wins the competition. I should also mention that they're doing all these competitions because whoever wins the most competitions earns immunity from the first elimination. So if you get the most competition wins, you can't be eliminated.
0: I, you know, I'm realizing in all three seasons of NXT, immunity has literally not mattered once. Nope,
1: not at all. So to make the wheelbarrow race a little more interesting... What's funnier than laughing at the downfall of women, Nick? Laughing at little people. It's so funny. Of course we bring Hornswoggle out because it's 2010 and why wouldn't you? So Hornswoggle comes out and they put Hornswoggle in the wheelbarrow. And the only rule for him is he cannot fall out of the the wheelbarrow during the run. If he falls out, you're immediately disqualified. So you can't just chuck him out to win.
0: I missed that rule, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's a way to like not fuck over Hornswoggle. <laughs> Poor
0: guy. Oh, he gets fucked over at the end, plenty. He gets fucked over a lot.
1: First in the competition is Maxine. Again, Maxine's a bitch. So Maxine does the whole run. And after the as she crosses the yellow finish line, she throws the wheelbarrow and he tumbles out. And they're all like, well, you crossed the finish line, so I guess that's fine. And <laughs> Hornswoggle, in a feat of you know, revenge bites are in the ass.
0: Yeah. I'm, I was wondering, I'm like, all right, with, did, was this predetermined or was that kind of called on on the fly?
1: <sighs> I honestly, to this day, I don't know. Cause this turns into a whole season long arc of Maxine. Versus
0: don't Warren call Rose. it an arc.
1: It's an, it's the most arc <laughs> that we're going to get. It does end with them making out in a back room. So yeah. there, it is an arc. It, this is enemies to lovers. If I've ever heard it.
0: <laughs> and then it's never followed up on cause she's gone. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie, it is following up on NXT season five. Oh god. NXT season five, by the way, is just like people from the other seasons. Oh no. And low-level WWE talent. It's an
1: all-star season.
0: Pretty much. Well, it also goes for like over a year. And like they don't no. do eliminations until like six months in, like, oh, I guess
1: Oh yeah, we have to do something with this. Yeah. Anyway. The second competition, episode four. Is another Diss the diva, which is just another opportunity to have the women shit on other women. That
0: would be the first Diss the diva because the first one is just talk the talk.
1: Oh, my God. It's like the same thing.
0: Well, it's a topic versus be a bitch.
1: But sometimes they take the topic and just use it as an opportunity to diss everyone else. Yeah. So I guess this is just like, no, now here is your opportunity to diss everyone else. Don't do it in those other things because you're ruining our games. It really just turns into look how hot I am. Look how great I am. All these other girls are fat and ugly. Oksana literally says, I go to the gym every morning and these girls just eat pancakes for
0: breakfast. Fucking two of like, them are bodybuilders.
1: What? <laughs> Have you seen Jamie? Jamie's not eliminated yet. Yeah. She's a
0: stick. Yeah, hold on. So it's two bodybuilders Naomi, who they're saying is the most athletic one, and AJ, who is a twig.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, but they eat pancakes for well, a, a, a twig
0: course. with a fucking. With, with abs for days. Oh, I, all these
1: girls are built, man. The only girl that's not, like, visually built is Caitlyn, but you see her in the arm wrestling competition, and you're like, damn, girl's jacked. Anyway, it's another opportunity for these women to just shit on women. And that's kind of the crux of the whole season, is does women hate women?
0: Yeah. Booker. Yeah, and it's like, oh, would you, would you believe it? The first two promo challenges are won by the woman who, there's a good argument, is the, the best female like, wrestler promo of all time.
1: Right. Episode four ends with Caitlyn attacking Vicky Guerrero because she's had enough. And that's episode four. Episode five! This is the first week that we're fully online, and it's our first elimination week. And, of course, why wouldn't you have this in a wrestling show? It starts with a mechanical bull competition. Why wouldn't we have a mechanical bull competition?
0: Yeah. Obviously. And... If you know anything about about mechanical bulls, like there are different levels to the difficulty on it. So it was always kind of a thing of like, all right, how worked are they doing this?
1: But of course they needed somebody to demonstrate how the mechanical bull works. Who else would volunteer? But you can look, but you can't touch. The two twins, I'm like... Their whole thing is that we are both sexy, and like they are sexy together. It's a little weird. It's a little incestuous. I'm a little weirded out by it, but they're like, I'm sexy, and I'm sexy. Let's be sexy together on a bowl.
0: It doesn't hope that, that their stepfather is John Laurinaitis, who is somebody pushing more for the sexiness of women's wrestling and not the athleticism.
1: Which is just so ew. It's just, it's, it has porn written all over it, and we it's ain't so blood. gross. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, so there's mechanical bowl competition. Again, it's just another opportunity for these women to be sexy. That's all these competitions are. It's just, who's the sexiest? Who can be the sexiest? I don't even remember who wins on this one. Who's...
0: Um, Oksana wins.
1: Oh, of course.
0: You actually got it right in, in the uh, quiz earlier.
1: Ah, yes, I did. This is also the episode where Oksana kind of proves herself in the ring. So when she has a match, you can kind of see, like, there's something there. She could be a good wrestler. We could do something with this. She's strong. She's powerful. She can do something. We might have something here. Narrator, <laughs> not saying Narrator,
0: much. they didn't.
1: It's not saying much, but it's, you have something. You have more than Jamie. This is also the episode where there is a weird glitch where they show a match of Oksana versus Maxine twice. It just loops itself for some reason, which is very strange. The second competition for episode five is a talent show.
0: I only remember one talent.
1: Lucky for you, I wrote them all down. <laughs> okay. So first we get Oksana. And her talent is push-ups, which everyone kind of scoffs. Like, okay, push-ups. Oh, I remember this. They're acrobatic push-ups, where she like is only holding herself up up by her arms, and her legs are coming forward by her head, and she's doing like circus artistry push-ups. It's very impressive. It's very cool.
0: There actually was one wrestler uh, who went on to go do circus Soleil. I don't, oh, really? I don't know if anyone's ever done the other way around, but mm. big muscly dude uh, Mason Ryan went on to do being circus life. I, Actually, don't know, I don't really think cool. anyone else did, but Welsh Batista, just picture that, and, that, and you literally have him. <laughs>
1: Welsh Batista. But yeah, hers was very impressive. Naomi was also very impressive. I don't like rap gimmicks. I really don't. Naomi came out, and her talent was a rap, and it was not bad.
0: You, yeah, we were both ready to cringe so hard, and they were like, oh wait, if they told her it was a talent show, she had time to prep this, and it's not all off it's the fly. It's not cuff.
1: off the fly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, hers was also pretty impressive. It's
0: not, my name is William Regal and I'm here to say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's iconic. Not as impressive AJ's talent is flexibility, which, again, is just an excuse for her to be sexy and say, look, I can do the splits. But, like, like everyone can do the splits. I was a fan of it. All the girls up there can do the splits and they can all do those flexible things. She's not doing anything like Oksana did. Like, if you did, like, acrobatic flexibility, then I might be like, ooh, wow, shit. But she's just, like a dancer who can be flexible like that's that's the whole thing of course men loved it you know do you remember jamie's talent for this no
0: my 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 heart wants to say rig announcing
1: no (laughs) jamie's talent god bless her heart turning men on
0: oh right yeah
1: (laughs) Her whole talent is just being sexy.
0: <laughs> I, I wish they had somehow gimmicked Matt Stryker to have him have a huge fucking boner. On I know, him but like, <laughs> he like, was, he like was like so like, like Like, splits the pants somehow.
1: Oh my God. It was so cringy. It was. And like, she didn't even do it in a way that was like, I'm being alluring. She kissed him. She made out with him. And that was her turning men on. Like, that's easy. That's like cheat
0: mode. I don't know. I like when you kiss me.
1: Yeah, but I'm not, like, doing a little dance, wiggling my butt. I'm not doing, like, all the alluring stuff, like, oh, I dropped my pen, you know? Yeah, I'm not wish doing you, I that. I did. I'm not claiming I've, that my I've, talent is turning men on.
0: Every time we kiss, I want you to do a whole song and dance.
1: No. It was just so cringy. Oh, yeah, it was That's not a talent, good. man. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing for women right now? Next, we get Caitlin, and her talent is art. She does a little art. She has an easel behind her, and she draws a picture
0: which we don't see until the very end and it was like
1: she turns it around and reveals it is a stick drawing of Vicky Guerrero with a big butt and a pile of poop next to her because Caitlin is nothing if not immature
0: <laughs> I legitimately I don't know whether this show is saved or not by this but Vicky Guerrero plays a very important role in this show which is to wake the crowd up
1: by screaming excuse me
0: yeah I Ugh. mean to be fair, that th- literally will get heat to this day.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But Caitlyn's entire story during this is just, I'm against the person you all hate. And it does wonders for It her. really
1: does. It works quite well.
0: It's like it's like putting anyone against Roman Reigns in uh, 2015. Just turn them a face. Yeah. Even if they weren't.
1: Finally, our final diva with a talent, Maxine. We all know how much I love Maxine. Do you remember what her talent was <laughs> me either? Cause she didn't have one. It was, I baked a pie for Hornswoggle. Oh, right. Yeah. It the, wasn't a talent. Yeah. This was,
0: the, the, this was uh. this was supposed to that. be a
1: peace offering to Hornswoggle for what happened last week. And it's just like, and I'm sorry, let's be friends.
0: So we she saw, makes we, a pie. We saw the pie. And it was a big whipped cream pie. Like, we
1: all knew it was going to happen.
0: We, we debated for a second, like, is this going in anyone else's face besides Maxine's?
1: So she calls out Hornswoggle, offers him the pie. He takes the pie and shoves it in her face. Apology not accepted. He gets
0: got a little bit, I thought.
1: I think from, like, the splashback.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Apology not accepted. Feud grows from level one to level two. And that is The Talent Show. What what a segment. After this segment, we learn that Oksana has some immigration problems. And she has four weeks to get her paperwork in order, or she will be deported.
0: Do you remember the officer's name? I don't. They actually, there's a, it comes up in one of the other competitions about like WWE trivia. It's apparently Nick Dickapopoulos. Nick
1: Dickapopoulos, you're right. <laughs>
0: Because Line is like, we're on, you know, you can't say that, but you're also right. Nick Dickapopoulos. Dick
1: Nick Dickapopoulos. What a name. But this is another start of an arc for, Ro- for Roxana. She's getting it's
0: deported not in four arcs. weeks. These are story arcs. <laughs> They're story lines, not story arcs. Shut up. <laughs> arc implies change. Line is like, well, it goes from point A to point B.
1: Before our first elimination, we also get a match between Vicky and Caitlyn that is as much of a joke as you think it is. Yeah. Anyway, first elimination. Can you guess who gets eliminated first, friends? Let me tell you, it's not Naomi, it's not AJ. It's not Caitlin.
0: It's not the the person it could potentially be who they're setting up a storyline for.
1: Which leaves Maxine and Jamie. Maxine is also in the middle of a storyline. So bye Jamie. <laughs> and
0: again, I think comparatively, I mean Maxine's not in the top 3 of this season. But, like, compare to Jamie. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking. So, you would, in, in previous seasons of NXT, when a rookie gets eliminated, you stop seeing the pro, at least on, like, an on-mic, in-ring personality.
0: Yeah, they're still on the stage, but.
1: You don't hear from them that much. We will never stop hearing from the fucking Bellas. Yeah,
0: the the, the Bella Twins become the new rookie, and they're like, all right, every week, let's do a match.
1: Yeah. So, Jamie's gone. Do you have a... Where are they now for her?
0: Very little. Oh, really? She kind of vanishes from wrestling because she gets released within seven days of getting eliminated. Like, yeah, we have nothing for you. They saw the first five episodes and went, yeah. You got nothing. You weren't a good ring announcer and you can't wrestle. (laughs) And uh, we don't think we can even get you there. So, bye. Bye. She does appear on the final episode, but doesn't wrestle. And we were kind of like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, that's why. Um, yeah. Unsurprisingly, she goes on to be a personal trainer. Okay. She owned a salon for a couple years. Like a hair salon? I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: But uh, is still a personal trainer. Uh, her business is called Brittany Be Fit.
1: Is her name Brittany?
0: Yes, her real name is Brittany. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And she's in the Tampa area. Um, oh actually pretty much all these people ended up In living Florida. around Florida. That makes sense. She does scream very Florida. She but, does, yeah. Yeah, personal trainer.
1: Good for S- her. Still
0: still has the business, so according to LinkedIn, so
1: good for her. So this is the episode episode six where my brain starts to really melt because I've now watched five full episodes and I I'm think, like I
0: think your brain has melted so much that you've said your brain is starting to melt every episode. Probably,
1: so far. yeah. Because things little things give me a little bit of life, and then I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. So we start the episode with um theme song trivia. And of course, like Nick said, trivia means AJ's gonna win. But what they've chosen to do for the trivia still boggles my mind. <laughs> The way that they chose to have the wrestlers ring in is with air horns. But the air horns aren't activated. So they aren't horning. They're just airing.
0: Well, some of them do. Some of them don't.
1: They didn't check the fucking air horns.
0: Which I think they use the same air horns in a few weeks because some they of They also work. still
1: don't work. So there's no way to tell who buzzes in first. Like, Matt Stryker just kind of has to be like, I think I heard yours yeah. first.
0: And keep in mind... They had done this game, same game previous seasons, and they had a buzzer.
1: Yeah, so why Airhorn? Why did we choose to pivot to Airhorn?
0: If I remember right, you did pretty well on most of these quizzes.
1: Yeah, it wasn't hard trivia. Although, if you are Oksana or Maxine, you don't know shit. Yeah. It's very difficult for you. They did not even try to buzz in once in this. It did
0: also work for AJ's character that she's like, I'm a nerd. But then I'm, it's like, yeah. whose theme is this? It, it's DX. You, you but the to first watch one the product. was
1: Teddy Long. Like, who the fuck knows Teddy Long's theme?
0: See, if she was a real nerd, she'd be like, this is the theme for WrestleMania 2000 that eventually got used by Teddy Long. But also, Teddy Long was at like the active GM of SmackDown, so you oh, heard okay. that shit like once a week.
1: That's a good point. I don't know. T- I don't. I was not watching in 2010.
0: Well, hold on a minute, player. We're going to have ourselves a tag team match.
1: <laughs> we go on to a match after the trivia it's Alicia Fox versus Naomi, which somehow Naomi loses.
0: Yeah, they don't make a big deal of like, the rookies don't beat the pros for a while. And I think we'll get to one eventually. I know like AJ when AJ beats one of the Bella Twins and that might be the first time they like don't acknowledge it. They make a big deal in all the other seasons. But then in commentary needs to be paying attention for this. So Yeah,
1: exactly. Again, commentary is literally falling asleep, chit-chatting with each other, taking phone calls, texting. Trying
0: to ruin the show.
1: Actively working on ruining the show. Again, like Nick said, daring you to keep watching. So there's another pr- promo-ish segment where they're all up in a line on the stage, and it's just kind of like Mastercard talking to them.
0: Yeah, not a competition. I, I don't
1: think it was a competition. The only note I have from this is... Oksana thanks Christopher Columbus for discovering America. And Matt Stryker goes on and says, Marco Vespucci discovered it, but okay.
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he just beat a prick there.
1: Yeah, he's just being an <laughs> asshole. Like, right, come so, on, man. Yeah, we so, didn't like, need that. So, like,
0: uh, I'm torn on how I feel about Matt, Matt Stryker during this season. Because he is a bit of an annoying prick sometimes. He's not as bad as Colin Josh. No,
1: but he is kind of feeding into it a little.
0: But. He also has them in his ear through all of this. So he's literally actively talking and having the two fucking pigs cackling at at ringside. Yeah.
1: Which are actually making his job harder. Yeah. But. It's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. He's not helping things. He's definitely not being as bad, but he's not helping
0: things. He isn't shitting on them to their face for the most part. That's true. I think he only shits on them when it's like, okay, that was rough.
1: Yeah, there was not much else from that segment that I really remember or meant to take note on, but there is another competition in this episode. It's the Test of Strength competition. The it's Power the of the power Punch. the Power of the Punch. So they have one of these arcade punching bag sort of games on the stage. They've
0: used it on previous seasons.
1: Yeah, It's just a punchy bag. You punch it, it comes up with a score. And this is where Naomi absolutely crushes it, but has to redo it because they're like, oh, you used two hands, don't do that. Um. So Naomi destroys it. Caitlyn whiffs it.
0: <laughs> Caitlin somehow throws a worked punch on this fucking competition.
1: She also tries to put like some kind of lotion on her arms to Oh, um
0: I think that was oh, there was something with like Ben Gay and was something. Was it like to
1: deter Vicky? I don't know. Yeah, or, or like why Vicky needs Ben
0: Gay. I don't know. But yeah. She actually somehow throws a worked punch on this so it gets like a score of, like six.
1: Yeah. AJ also kind of fucks it up.
0: Well, yeah, and H.A. is small.
1: H.A. has no punch power. She's great, but she yeah. has no power behind her teeny tiny little arms. But yeah, so Naomi destroyed it. This episode ends with Gold Dust proposing to Oksana to solve her immigration problems. He gets in the ring, professes not necessarily his love, but his dedication to help her see through her problems yeah. and dedication to be there for her however she may need him.
0: Which I'm pretty sure. You can't do.
1: I think that's illegal.
0: Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you were like straight up going like, you know, I don't love you and I don't really want to be married, but I want to have you stay in the country. Like, I think you need to put on a little bit of a show.
1: Yeah, you have to. Like, I only,
0: I only remember I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry so much, but um,
1: I mean, that's kind of the whole like 90 day fiance thing. I mean, I, I don't know that show very well, but I think you do have to prove before. The immigration papers go through or something that like you know each other, you've lived together for a certain number of years, you've been dating for you have to prove that you've been dating for a well, certain amount of time. It's not
0: necessarily that. It just you just needs to be like this is a real marriage and not just it's not you a green skirting card marriage. paperwork.
1: Right. Yeah. But Gold Dust proposes and it's all lovely. Oksana says yes. We have a wedding in a few weeks. Yay. On to episode seven. The only thing I have for this is the competition because it was so disgusting and I hated it. This is the who's that body competition where they get all the women in the ring in a line and they just show the torsos of different men and women in the WWE and you have to identify them by
0: their abs. So, well, see, this turned into a different game for me. This was a can you identify the like the little bit of the gear you see, which I think they were also doing as well. Like that was not the point. Identify of game, that fucking though. render.
1: This game was all about how women are shallow and only look at men's bodies. I did
0: pretty well in this game.
1: I took it at face value of women only care about superficial things of how men look or like body types. They don't care about in-ring work. Maybe I'm reading into it too much. Yeah.
0: No, I th- I think you are cuz I, I it did seem like people were guessing the like, gear. Fucking Melina came up as a guest like for like almost every woman.
1: That's true. So there were women in this too, so maybe I am reading into it too much, but it was just kind of a gross concept to there, me. I was like, oh, look at been, their body. Like,
0: there, there might have up. been the limbo one on this. This is where it kind of lines up, but I, Naomi won some sort of limbo contest, but it's not on Peacock anymore.
1: Yeah. That's all I have for episode Or seven. both of
0: us just blacked out.
1: No, I don't think so. I can't black out twice. Maybe I can. Challenge accepted. On to episode eight. <laughs> we are now fully halfway through this show. There are only 13 episodes. So we are fully halfway through.
0: With one person eliminated. With one person eliminated.
1: This is the Halloween episode. So everybody comes out in costume. I don't have everybody's costume listed, but I think I can do it off the top of my head. Oh,
0: I was going to say, I, I want to I I take a stab at this. Okay, go for it. So Oksana was a sexy devil. Correct. Maxine was an, wasn't really a well-defined costume. It was like an ice queen, but kind of came off more, more, like, more like an, an Eskimo.
1: She was going for Ice Queen because they called her that at one point. So, yeah.
0: AJ was Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
1: I think we were just going for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, sure. she
0: was a specific one because they have the different color um, masks and okay. and, and flair. Nerd. You're, you're, you're 27 pieces of flair. Naomi was ha- was Hamburger Helper.
1: Yes, the Hamburger Helper Hand.
0: And Caitlin was Vicky Guerrero. She was a great costume. Yeah, I pulled it off well. That was
1: amazing. That was such a well-done costume.
0: Like credits to the hair and makeup department for doing her wig.
1: Yeah, but you can also tell who was in this competition to show off being sexy. Again, this was just an excuse for Oksana and Maxine to be like, "I'm sexy. Look at me. I'm so hot." I
0: I I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention a different AJ Lee Halloween costume. There is a episode of Raw. I don't remember what fucking year, but she dresses up as one of the Street Fighter characters. Oh, God. And the character, I, and I, you know, I, oh, I, I'm i going to get yelled at for not knowing which character. But the character has, like, a little, like, taunt kind of thing with, like, two fans. And she does the taunt during this battle royal. And it's like, God, you're a fucking nerd. I love it. <laughs> fucking dork.
1: You do love a nerd.
0: Yeah. I mean, I am marrying you, so.
1: I never said that I wasn't a nerd.
0: The hamburger helper for Naomi felt a little... Out of left field.
1: It was strange. I think she just found it and thought it was funny and wanted to be it. Anyway, also in this episode, we get a bit of a cameo from the million dollar man himself, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Maurice. He's
0: not the million dollar man. Don't give him that credit. He's the he's the embezzled million dollar man. Allegedly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So can you explain why they were backstage?
0: So Goldust apparently has been doing a story where he's being creepy and they thought it was towards Maurice, but it was actually about the million-dollar the million dollar title, which Ted DiBiase Jr. had recently brought back. Okay. Because his father originally had the million-dollar title because he never actually became WWE champion. So I have this one.
1: Okay. So Goldust won the million-dollar title? He stole it. He stole it. Okay. And so Ted DiBiase Jr. is just trying to get it back.
0: Yeah. There's only been a handful of recognized million-dollar champions. Uh... Ted DiBiase, Virgil, and Ted DiBiase Jr. come to mind. I don't know if anyone, anyone else is actually officially recognized.
1: So you're telling me that this is another WCW tie-in? Yes,
0: yeah, somehow.
1: Fucking Virgil. Anyway, our other competition for the night because the co- the co- because the costume competition was a competition that Caitlyn won. There was a candy eating competition at the end of the Halloween episode. Yes,
0: I totally just. What are we doing here, folks?
1: One? What are we doing here? There was just a plate full of Snickers bars and they were just shoveling Snickers bars into their mouths.
0: Okay, to be fair, it was a small one because I feel like not to give them credit, but to give be like, hey, they could have done this. This could've gotten a lot more phallic.
1: It absolutely could have. You are correct. It like, didn't. Here's
0: a Charleston shoe. Eat it.
1: Ugh. Yeah. What
0: would Charleston shoe?
1: No, it looks like a turd. I love a Charleston no, shoe. No, baby it looks Ruths like look like turds. No, you're right, I don't do a baby Ruth.
0: Charleston shoes are way too long. You poop that long? There's something wrong with you.
1: That's a good point. But the color is more poopy.
0: Chocolate looks like poop. Okay. You're right. The chair you're in looks like the color of poop.
1: Hey, this is green.
0: You know how to green poop?
1: Hot take. As I said, we're embracing the tangents. Nuts do not belong in candy or dessert i know that's a hot take but i stand by it if you give me a snickers i will throw it in your face
0: yeah she does feel this way i do feel this
1: way milky way is great twix is great m&ms are the best candy on this planet do not give me anything with a fucking nut in it End rant
0: emily you need to increase your nut (laughs) no i don't emily what if they're fancy nuts (laughs)
1: Then I will eat only Fancy Nuts. What,
0: what if it's a big Costco-sized thing of Fancy Nuts?
1: You know, as long as it's not dipped in chocolate or in a dessert and you're not trying to claim it as dessert, fine. Do what you want. Anyway, that's the Halloween episode. That's episode eight. We have a candy-eating competition. I don't even remember who wins it, but I know that Hornswoggle is involved Maxine. somehow. That's the one that Maxine wins.
0: Emily, that's the only contest Maxine wins.
1: That sounds right. <laughs> But fear not, because episode nine is a big episode. This is actually a pretty big episode. This is the wedding of Oksana and Gold Dust with an elimination.
0: Yes. I was convinced Oksana was going home, too. Oh, I know. <laughs> Which, admittedly, this wedding, I could not remember what happens with the wedding. Because it's a wrestling wedding. Something needs to go wrong.
1: Together. Forever.
0: And, and all I remembered was that Ted DiBiase Jr. shows up. And that was the only thing I remembered for this wedding.
1: Well, before we get into the wedding, we do have a competition to look at. And a couple of backstage segments. The competition for episode nine is a kissing contest.
0: Don't they excuse Oksana from this, too? They like, do. You, you need to get ready for the wedding. They do.
1: They say, Oksana, you are excused from this competition. We'll see you at the wedding. She
0: doesn't kiss cold dust later.
1: Nope. She doesn't kiss anybody.
0: Is, does she have an issue with kissing?
1: Maybe. I don't know.
0: She has some cold sores we don't know about. Ooh,
1: ooh. Anyway. So there has to be somebody to kiss, obviously, in a kissing competition. What's funnier than laughing at the, at the downfall of women, Nick? <laughs> little people. Little people! Little people are the funniest thing in the world in 2010. So of course Hon- Hornswoggle is the person that everybody has to kiss, because that's hilarious.
0: Well, we've already... It, well, Emily, we've already peaked on television by doing the Little People's Court. Oh and they did pay for the theme song.
1: I'm so tired of laughing at little people. It's so demeaning and so stupid.
0: <laughs> all right. You, you need to phrase that differently because what you just said is, man, I laughed so hard at little people. I, I'm just I'm just tired now.
1: Oh, no. I'm tired <laughs> yeah. of them being the butt of the joke. Yes. It's not funny. It's never been funny. Like, stop trying to make it funny. Anyway, I digress.
0: But, so, but Oh, just as, as a little side tangent. We'll see on Ironically Good.
1: Oh, well, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the women see that they have to kiss Hornswoggle. Maxine immediately gets upset. And I think the only one that's down for it is AJ. The other three are just kinda like, no, I won't do it.
0: Wait, no, they bring somebody else out, right? They sure do. I forget who they bring out.
1: Oh, I was, you'll remember in a second.
0: Okay. I admittedly, I was ready. Oh, I don't, mind. I don't remember who it is. <laughs> I was so ready, and I think he's gone to this point for big Dick Johnson. I was ready for just some sort of or like, oh, Greg Kali was going through a fucking uh, weird Playboy phase. I was like. That's so weird. Because, yeah, they did the Playboy phase Kali and Natalia farting and similar. Oh, areas. what
1: a time to be alive. Anyway, so they kind of laugh Hornswoggle out of the ring. And they're like, we're not doing this competition of Hornswoggle's when we're kissing. Get out of here. So as he ends, exits the ring, dashing Cody Rhodes. Whoa. He He comes out and he saves the day who wouldn't want to kiss Dashing Cody Rose? Such a
0: great gimmick. He's it, it's yeah. a mid car gimmick, but it's a great fucking gimmick.
1: It, the fact that the this mirror. Is the, oh. This is the same guy that is got the fucking neck tattoo and the bleach blonde hair in 2023. It's shocking.
0: All right, I would say, would you smash your pass in 2010 Cody Rose?
1: Smash <laughs> a million times, smash. He's hot as hell.
0: Smash pass or Dashing.
1: Dashing. But if you ask me, 2023 hard pass. Anyway, so Dashing Cody Rhodes comes down to the ring, and graciously is like, "I'll kiss all of you ladies." I don't think Maxine is into it. I think she still kind of is like, "No, I'm not doing this." He
0: actually, Cody Rhodes did give a reason for why he was here because I was, I was like, "Cody, why the fuck? Like in Cafe, why oh, are you here?" His brother's getting married. Of exactly, course he's yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. It was like, "Why?" And he said, "I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Of hey, hey KFave,
1: great." So he goes through and he kisses all the women. I don't remember if he kisses Maxine or not.
0: I think he does. I think it's like it resets. But
1: but AJ like pounces at him. As Where's as the first fucking kiss. face off him. Yeah. Just mounts him on the ground. Makes out with him and then steps away. And Cody's like that's the best one. That's my winner. That's the kisser. And AJ wins the kissing competition.
0: So because AJ is Latina. Cody Rhodes solving racism once again
1: of course my hero so we go backstage and primo tells aj that that made him jealous and she's like well i have something to tell you and she tries to pull him into a hidden side room to like have a conversation make out and they open the door and who's there but the father of the groom the american dream dusty roads baby <laughs> but he's not there alone who's he with nick The
0: fucking bella twins <laughs>
1: And he gives them the full, like, dusty roads, like, oh, it seems like you're here for a, a hidden room get away and have some <laughs> private time. But this room, there's no room with this in, like.
0: Ugh, and we just move on dusty. from that.
1: And then we cut to another room with AJ and Primo trying to find some space to be alone. And it's Maxine with who else but Hornswoggle. They've resolved their their... Issues and now it's lovers It's enemies to lovers Everything is right in the world Look
0: Emily, hate fucking is a hell of a drug
1: (laughs) It's time for the wedding
0: No, no it's not Because there's there's one other couple that makes out
1: Is that in this episode?
0: Yeah They find them in a fucking road case
1: Oh I don't have that in this episode Oh well, okay
0: Because Caitlyn and AJ Sorry, that'd be different (laughs) Because Caitlyn and Dolph are making out And then they get found and then
1: And then Vicky Guerrero stumbles across them and Vicky Guerrero is very upset.
0: Very upset. But, God, who would have thunk it? The wedding cake is going by as Vicky's upset.
1: And what else could happen? It's so funny. She falls into the cake and then she screams. Who wouldn't find this hilarious? It's so funny.
0: If I was a woman in wrestling at this time, I would write into my contract, I want $10,000 for every cake you're going to make me go through.
1: Yeah, that would probably be I good. want a
0: bonus for every cake, because I know you can't fucking restrain yourself.
1: It's time for the wedding. <laughs> Do you want to run through the wedding? Do you remember the wedding well enough?
0: I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Correct me where I miss something. Go for it. So, Zagoldus comes out. He's two groomsmen are his father and his brother.
1: Sweet. Lovely.
0: O- Oksana has no one. Yes. Oksana comes out, and the priest starts going through everything, and... He's like, nope, I'm not gonna do this because everyone has a price. And then Ted Biasi Jr. and Maurice come out.
1: Ha! We rigged your wedding.
0: Like, no like, yeah, can get we we paid him off, and you know he'll go back down there to do it if you give me back the million dollar title, which we did not mention. He has over his shoulder at the wedding.
1: I mean, you gotta have your bling at your wedding. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would say you want me to come down in a uh, in a world heavyweight title belt. What if I come out with the, with the million dollar title? On? No,
1: that's not as fun. I want the big gold.
0: So. Dusty Rhodes then hops in the mic and is like, I knew something like this would happen. So I found me a minister. <laughs> and who comes out but the original Million Dollar Man. Which
1: was just, it was such a swerve seeing <laughs> his father be the one to take him down. It was great. And
0: admittedly, I love the logic of everyone has a price, but the look on your face right now is priceless.
1: Great line. Ugh. Great line.
0: I want to say Ted, Ted DiBiase, like, actual minister. Oh. Probably allegedly corrupt minister.
1: But I wonder minister. how expensive he would be to get to our wedding.
0: Well, he's kind of part of that scandal. He's not not part of it.
1: You think Ted DiBiase Jr. would do it?
0: Oh, he's the oh, he's definitely part of that scandal. Oh, fuck. I don't
1: remember who was involved in the scandal.
0: <laughs> no, the father is one of those where it's like he's adjacently connected Probably part of it, but, you know, not no charges so far. Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, there's charges.
1: Well, never mind. But Anyway.
0: So they do the wedding. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may now kiss the bride. And Oksana slaps Goldust.
1: And then just walks off.
0: For seemingly no reason.
1: She got what she needed. She got legally married. That's all she ever needed out of Goldust. Dust. I don't get it i don't get it either i don't get it man. <laughs> there was no signing of paperwork so really yeah they never got married
0: <laughs> yeah because they would have had to have gone backstage and been like okay, paper, yeah, yeah let's sign the papers or they signed it beforehand and then it doesn't matter if they did it in public or not
1: right it was <sighs> it was very silly but it was a good wedding segment like this was probably one of the better wwe weddings uh, i like it. the swerve was good
0: yeah, it was, it was, well, the first swerve was good. The second swerve sucked. It kind of kills a little bit.
1: The first swerve was great. But yeah,
0: you know what a wedding is going to be a swerve, so.
1: Of course. But that's the Oksana and Goldust wedding. Great. Yeah. Great times.
0: It's probably better than the AJ wedding where, no, I was saying yes to somebody else.
1: Yeah.
0: I was yeah. saying yes to being the general manager of Monday Night Raw. Yeah,
1: What? <laughs> Asia, that doesn't make any fucking sense. So
0: there's elimination. I was convinced. It was like, all right, we've gotten the we've gotten the Oxana story out. Now she's gone, and it's all for nothing.
1: Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been an amazing swerve. But no, Maxine gets eliminated.
0: I, I In my brain, I was actually kind of wondering, the problem is it be a little bit of a heel turn. <laughs> was it going to be, about, if anyone objects, and it's Matt Stryker going, Oxana, you're eliminated. And Goldust goes, well, never mind then. That
1: would have been great. <laughs>
0: That's what I wanted.
1: Great, but no, Oksana lives to see another day. Maxine is is eliminated. Her storyline finished, so Maxine's gone. Where is Maxine now?
0: So Maxine actually is with WWE for like two years. Oh, she appears as like a mainstay in NXT season five. Oh, and Wikipedia has lengthy articles or has lengthy listings of what she does in season five. It all just sounds like a dream. Like, none of it sounds real, but I know it probably is. Yeah. She makes a main roster appearance or two. Nothing crazy. She asked for her release in 2012. I think she wrestled a match or two in TNA. Goes on to Lucha Underground. Becomes a little bit of a big deal there. I know, like, at one point, he's like, oh, yeah, she's going to be, like, running the company. I don't know how long the story went. Admittedly, we have not watched Lucha Underground. But... I know she has a decent run there, and that's kind of it for her in wrestling. Tried some acting, not a terrible amount. I mean, you know, like one or two roles, kind of a year, but it's nothing we would have seen. Okay. But yeah, I I know it has at least decent lucha underground run. So that's
1: cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll take that because she wasn't like awful. She just was a bad character. I just didn't like her.
0: Yeah, and she, she wasn't was great in the ring. She was generic heel number one.
1: Yeah, exactly. Anyway. She's gone on to episode 10. We are now at our final four. Yeah. Three? Four. Final yep. four.
0: And we have an elimination next week.
1: Next week. Yeah. The timing of the eliminations makes zero sense. This episode, though, starts with an arm wrestling competition. And this is where you find out how jacked Caitlin is. Because it comes down to Caitlin versus Oksana. And this goes for a minute. And Oksana keeps trying to like slap Caitlyn to kind of like throw her off her groove. But these two women have crazy arms.
0: Yeah, kind Oxana of, like pulls the hair at one point, which like I feel like was supposed to be the finish. So they have to like w- go for a little bit longer and then yeah, and do, do it again,
1: and then oh, a DQ. Yeah. But it was very impressive watching these women because the muscles in their arms were bulging. And then there was a another trivia competition, but it wasn't really trivia. It was the baby picture competition. The high school yearbook photo. It was the high school yearbook. Okay, They were children. Yeah, so they do the, the high school picture competition. Again, AJ dominates.
0: There was one Oksana that nobody got, including in. myself, which was Jerry Lawler.
1: Oh, yeah, because he looks very different. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of work done. That's kind of all I have for episode 10. It's kind of a filler episode.
0: Yeah, they're all kind of filler. At
1: this point, it's all filler because we're at our final four, and the next episode is an elimination, so it gets us down to our final three, and then it's just the finale. So that's episode 10. Episode 11... We get a newlywed game with the pros where everyone has to try to guess what their pro would answer a question. It's lame. It's, 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 we're, we're phoning it in now with the competitions and we weren't already. Yeah.
0: And Goldust, like, weirdly is measured during this as opposed to being pissed off. It's like, how would you rate your rookie at like one to five? And he doesn't do a one. And I'm like, what?
1: No, he gives her like a two or a three. Yeah. I'm like, dude, she just walked out on you. She's a bitch. Turn on her or something.
0: Yeah. Literally, it's like. We're sending Maxine home. Oxana's the new heel.
1: Commentary could not care less than this. I mean, if that's not even clear at this point, it's just, why are we here? What are we doing here? This game was pretty lame.
0: No, if we know every time commentary was not giving a shit, this would be double the length.
1: You're right. So we do the newlywed game. Later on in the show, Matt Stryker goes up to the professionals and asks their take on the just season. Call them the
0: pros. Kill them the professionals. Whatever.
1: The pros. Goes up and asks them their take on the season. I am like ninety percent sure that Alicia Fox and Nikki Bella are drunk off their ass.
0: Alicia Fox did go on to have kind of some alcoholism issues. So, oh
1: really? Oh, I don't know about
0: that. Well, well, I would say I was telling you earlier. She, you make an argument of who is to blame here. Aaron Anderson got fired because she wrestled a match drunk on on a house show, and he's like said she has, you know, that kind of issue. So, I don't know if it's here or not, but. You know, admittedly...
1: It was more prevalent in Nikki, for what it's worth.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, admittedly, you're not doing anything. I don't care if you have a beer or two.
1: Yeah, that's kind of thing. Like, just have a drink. I don't care. But Nikki was asked, like, her take on the season. Or Brie was asked her take. And Nikki kind of, like, stepped in. And it turned into... It came off very much like that drunk girl you meet at a bar defending you to her friend. Like very arm wavy oh. finger pointing like you don't even know like uh, let me tell you like oh, that we, kind of oh, wait,
0: we've skipped over the entire bella's story arc for this season
1: oh yeah because i'm not talking about all the matches that they're in
0: yeah so basically it's dissension and that's it yeah they're do- like they're doing twin magic w- when the other one doesn't want to and they're still winning like that's, that's the part that makes me laugh it's like doing twin magic oh i didn't want you to go in oh but then you won
1: Commentary even notes that when like they win doing that, and I don't know, Josh says something like, "Oh, Bree doesn't seem very happy about that." Michael's like, "But they won! Like,
0: who yeah, cares way, if she not the Yeah, that story is that she gets rolled up, and, you know, loses.
1: Yeah, like yeah. they still win. Yeah. It, who cares? <laughs> anyway, so this episode ends with another elimination. And who gets eliminated, Nick?
0: Toxana. It's the obvious one.
1: Obviously. But not only does she get eliminated, Gold Dust comes to her and says, I want a divorce.
0: I was so convinced he was going to do the goodbye song. I was like, I, I would have put significant money down on it. The goodbye song? The na-na-na-na. Oh, hey, hey, hey,
1: goodbye.
0: Yeah, I was convinced he'd do that. But yeah, I want a divorce. And,
1: and that's how the episode ends? She gets
0: eliminated and like faints. and
1: Oh, yeah. It's very traumatic for her. It's more traumatic for her to get eliminated than it is to get a divorce.
0: So, Oksana.
1: Where is Oksana now?
0: Oksana also hangs around for a couple years in WWE. That
1: doesn't surprise me. They built her up.
0: With a lot more main roster stuff than Maxine. However, 90% of it is managerial work. Yeah. She gets paired pretty early on with, uh, I I I guess then it would be Antonio Cesaro.
1: That makes sense. I can see those two pairing up together, not just because they're both foreign. That's no, but I can see that working.
0: No, that, that's that's why. I
1: know, but like their their demeanors, <sighs> I can see working well together.
0: Admittedly, I don't remember when the yodeling is. If it's before or after her?
1: Oh, is yodeling
0: Cesaro has to yodel. Cesaro yodels. Yep. Oh, so no, sorry. He,
1: dark Ages. Sorry,
0: he Swiss rolls.
1: These are the Dark Ages <laughs> that's, of wrestling. That's a ten out of ten joke. Fuck you. I'm ignoring you.
0: So, yeah, she gets paired with Cesaro. Um, she calls him a television match, like non title. And he's like, all right, you're, you're gone. They want to have her do something different. She attacks Caitlyn as like a m- mystery attacker. Uh, this feud ends with Caitlyn just fighting her off in a match that they're not in against each other. Like, there's no blow off match for that. It's just like, well, she stopped her.
1: Oh, the other thing we didn't note- mention is Naomi seems to be taking the walk out of the wedding harder than anybody that was involved in the wedding. Oh, I did not know this. Because. She's mad at Oksana for walking out on gold dust and demands a match in his honor, basically, just to be like, prove yourself, I guess. But, like, why?
0: Also, during one of these promo segments, Naomi does, like, shit on Michael Cole being like, there's one person I'm fucking sick of, and it's this asshole at ringside not paying attention.
1: Yes, she's like, you don't want to be here. We don't want to see you here. Get out. Go. I think it's kind of, shoot.
0: Yeah. So Oksana, like a lot of people in this season, be, um become temperately part of the uh anti total divas group and that kind of feud mm. they did with that. Uh leaves wrestling, becomes another personal trainer. Not a terrible lot to note with Oksana's career. Yeah. I do not have a company name for her, so Oh, bummer. But I think she's also in like the Tampa area.
1: <laughs> Everybody's in freaking Florida, man. Alright, we got two episodes left. We're almost there.
0: Yeah, like went from like all right, elimination every every five weeks to all right, get him out.
1: Bam, bam, bam. We are, fuck. We have the season. Yeah, now that we're
0: down to like three decent wrestlers, now nah, let's let us let us speed through this. Yeah,
1: exactly. So episode twelve again starts with the trivia because I think they've run out of competitions, and again AJ dominates. This is just general WWE trivia and AJ dominates, they mostly are just having fun with Matt Stryker and blowing the air horns in his ear because he reacts every single time like it's a bomb going off in his ear. It's very funny, actually.
0: They do the competitions, but it's not for immunity.
1: Yeah, they stopped doing immunity. Yeah. They did immunity for the first one, and that was, like, it.
0: <laughs> I think maybe the second one, but yeah, I'm realizing, I'm like, wait. Here's who gets out? She might have been immune.
1: Yeah, I know. But, yeah. AJ dominates trivia again. They just blow the air horn in Matt Stryker's ear. And you can kind of tell that these three girls just kind of have fun with each other. Oh, yeah. They know that this is stupid, what they're doing. They know that this is just for fun.
0: And then we get one of the best women's matches in the last five years.
1: Yes. Like, where the fuck did this just come so from? So this was Naomi versus AJ. And it was, right? That's right. Yeah. So this was Naomi versus AJ. And these two women put it all on the mat. It, this was actually a really fantastic match.
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you actually, you like kind of dozed off because it was late. And I was like, no, you need to go back and watch that. Yeah. Because normally it's like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah, I just like fucking AJ won. But no, like, they go out, have a good hard hitting, like, like 10, 12 minute match.
1: It's almost as if these women have wrestling backgrounds and yeah. they're actually good wrestlers. Who would have thought?
0: I mean, Naomi's still like is like you know barely wrestling for a year, but
1: she's good. Yeah. She gets it. It says a lot if you just kind of go and you understand. Like that's kind of why Caitlyn has gotten so far at this point. Is she is very new, very green, but she gets it.
0: Yeah, and admittedly, she's very good friends with AJ. So I wonder if AJ's kind of helping her. Probably. Yeah, AJ ends up winning this match with the Octopus again. One of those like, oh, you actually have a finisher. You have a
1: finisher. Proud of you.
0: I think that's the one where Michael Cole yells it eight times. It is. Yeah. But, like, hidden gems. Mm. This is, like, the definition this of it. This is absolutely a hidden gem. Fucking week week 12 of NXT Season 3 is one of the best women's matches from 2007 yeah. to 2013.
1: Just saying something. Because, again, we're so lucky with the women's matches we have today. Yeah. Anyway, all of that good, let's ruin it. Let's put them in sumo matches. or let All that good, let's ruin it. Let's put them in... Sumo suits and have them push each other around.
0: Yeah. For some Fuck reason, Caitlin gets a buy in the first round.
1: Fuck it. Let's just put him in. Cause no suit. one cares. So they have a circle drawn in the ring and there are little lines in the circle where you're supposed to stand. And whoever gets pushed out of the circle loses.
0: It's no big show. Aki I'll tell you that.
1: It was, it happened.
0: It happened for a long time. Oh my God. This dragged. Yeah. It was the one time I was kind of with commentary. Like just call it. Just call time.
1: Yeah, I think Caitlyn won this one. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. But then we go on to an elimination right after that.
0: Yeah, and to much of our surprise, I did not remember who won this season. AJ Lee is going home.
1: AJ Lee gets eliminated. I think she actually took it pretty hard. Like she was she, very sad. She
0: was not ready. I think she thought she was going to win. Oh. And, like, she, like, tears up during the promo and, like, cuts a good exit promo.
1: She was very sad.
0: Again, she's a good talker. She gets the business.
1: She's gonna be fine. She has plenty to do. Do you want to do her postmortem now?
0: I would say, yeah. You got um, some
1: stuff on her.
0: Yeah. So, she goes on to debut on the main roster the upcoming May. Because we're in late November at this point. Yeah. So, she debuts teaming with Caitlyn. Oh. She pops into Season 5 NXT for, like, a hot second. Uh, and it is shortly paired thereafter with Daniel Bryan.
1: Oh, and this is where they get their, like, love story. This is
0: this is Dennis' system Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. This is 18 seconds, and then uh, he dumps her. So she ends up getting with Punk, her eventual ac- shoot husband. Which, something about shoot husband makes me laugh more than real life husband.
1: <laughs> shoot husband. You're about to be my shoot husband, Nick.
0: Uh, then Kane gets involved and in all that. Uh, she's the special guest referee for a match. I forget if it's the Triple Threat or what, but uh, I remember. or if it's just Punk versus Brian. She goes on to do a wedding with Daniel Bryan, but leaves him at the altar to go be GM. Mm-hmm. She's GM for a little bit, but then she is has to step down or is fired because she's having a on-screen affair with John Cena.
1: <gasps> so she's just. She yeah. just gets around backstage as her whole yeah. Character. Vicky
0: Guerrero calling for is like you can't be the GM because you're banging John Cena. I'm like, weren't you married to Edge? Yeah, never comes up, and that's the that's the bit of Kevin that piss me off because I'm like, no, like acknowledge the hypocrisy. Yeah,
1: no, they never will.
0: So she leaves John Cena for Dolph Ziggler, stays with him for a little bit, uh, feuds with the feud with Caitlyn for the Divas title around 2012 2013. Gets Tamina as a bodyguard, and a thing I did not remember. No. I think maybe her two most famous things, I would say, is her pipe bomb on the Total Divas cast where the Bellas just yell over her the whole time at ringside. Yeah. And apparently there's two sides of the internet on on that promo of of her being correct and Bella Twins fans.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Valid valid
0: and yeah same we'll talk about the the, the latter of these in a minute but people who were like steve austin was really unfair to cameron in tough enough and i'm uh, like no
1: no he wasn't he really wasn't
0: she holds the diva titles for a record 295 days before losing Hell to Paige yeah. on Paige's first night on the main roster wow Paige was actually nxt champion at the same time too
1: wow i didn't realize it was her first night on the roster
0: so yeah a record 295 days very coincidentally, when she leaves, her title reign is immediately broken by the reign that's currently happening, and it's broken by six days. Wow. WWE be fucking petty. Just like nope. Yep. She's she's gone. She's not. She doesn't exist she anymore. She doesn't
1: hold any records. AJ, who?
0: Well, I, I guess relatedly to that, we, I, we found out uh, her her ring last name of Lee is after her favorite cowboy bebop voice actress.
1: Once a nerd, always a nerd. Is she in AEW now with Punk or is she just kind of like stay-at-home wife, mom? Is Neither.
0: She, we'll, we'll get there in a second. After that 295-day reign, she went on to have a lesbian pollen feud with with Paige. Ah, uh, yes. And in uh, February of 2015, she famously tweeted, like, why the fuck are women getting no time on television? This is bullshit. Why are we paid way less? And Vince McMahon and Steading Mann are like, yeah, we agree. Or like, like, th- thanks for bringing this up.
1: Is she the first person to note this? Or is she just the first person to note it on a public platform?
0: Yeah, I think Stephanie was like, thank you for like, like raising awareness of this. And, Shut think, the fuck and up. Vince was like, we're listening, stay tuned or some shit. And I'm like, you run the company!
1: Stay tuned! <laughs> Jesus.
0: Because she th- can't be the f- She's definitely not by, the first. Because person. by the time they do the women's revolution, they do not mention her at all.
1: Yeah, she's gone by then, right?
0: Yeah. She has a tag match at Mania 31 and then there's like a six man six person tag the night after and that's it she's done uh she retired due to her body just not being able to take yeah. the bump I mean, I mean she's so small yeah like, just, just just your body just absolutely wrecked it and yeah. she's like yeah i and additionally punk left in 2014 mm-hmm. so it was like yeah it's been kind of weird the last year i don't like the vibe i get here yeah so. i don't blame her yeah it's, it's like, not like
1: i left in good standing <laughs>
0: I'm old I'm hurt I'm tired I work with fucking children (laughs) or sorry I'm old I'm hurt I'm tired and I work with the fucking Bella Twins
1: (laughs) yes exactly
0: so in the past couple years she joined wow women of wrestling uh, as an executive producer and apparently now is doing commentary for them I didn't realize
1: oh cool I wonder who she is on commentary
0: so she released a book called crazy is my superpower how I Triumphed by, by breaking bones breaking hearts and breaking the rules okay uh, in which, and I think during the during the publicity tour for it, she mentioned that she has bipolar disorder. Oh, and she's like, yeah, I kind of feel like I was hiding in plain sight with my like crazy character. So interesting. Yeah, interesting. and he's a big like, mental health advocate now. So. I love that. I mean, of this season, I'd say best career of them.
1: Oh, for sure. My,
0: my personal favorite. Like definitely yeah. top three favorite divas for me. She's awesome. Her favorite women. I don't call her a diva. I know. Yeah. It's the diva's era. It's the problem. I just like it, It's still in my nomenclature. She to is get pretty out. great. But yeah, I'm still surprised to this day that she did not win this.
1: I know. It's really shocking.
0: We'll, we'll get to that when we get to the winner.
1: Which we can just go into the final episode now. Final episode. Like. Episode number
0: 13. So what's the first match we got in episode 13, Emily? Not the two finalists. No, we get the Bella Twins and AJ versus... Alicia Fox
1: maxine and oxana
0: <laughs> yes why? not jamie because they fired her <laughs> why aj wins the crossbody by beating maxine
1: but cole while she's celebrating, screaming
0: that this doesn't matter yeah
1: while she's celebrating he just screams yeah i enjoy that none of this matters none of this matters it doesn't matter that you won like shut up man
0: and then her and primo do a little kiss I do
1: a little kiss it goes
0: to, to pay off that story they're
1: in love Run off and get married until you have affairs with every other man in WWE. As a character.
0: As a character. Yeah, that goes literally nowhere.
1: No. Well, Primo goes nowhere. What the fuck? What's Primo? What's his, you know, postmortem?
0: Tag feuds.
1: What the fuck is Primo?
0: Tag feuds everywhere. Anyway. No, AJ Kiss is like, he tastes like apples. So, yeah, then they, then they do a final Naomi versus Caitlyn match. It's okay. It's fine. It's
1: yeah. it should have been better. It really should have been better because like Naomi, we know she's skilled in the ring. caitlin is still green, but she has gotten so much better. Yeah, and she is powerful. Like she does not really know how to harness her power at this point. Where like in watching this match, we were both kind of, or at least I was, I was like, "Ooh, that's almost dangerous. You're yeah. not quite hitting that move right." To the point where it's like she threw Naomi down at one point. It was like. Ow, for real.
0: She's green as teal, not green as goose shit. It's like, there's some blue in there. It's a mix.
1: Yeah. She's getting so much better.
0: But unless you have anything else, let's go to the winning results.
1: Yeah, they, they don't really linger on this for too long. They have like a last on the mic thing of, you know, diss the diva one last time. But it was kind of just like, it wasn't really dissing. It was, thank you for Helping me get to where I am. Like I appreciate you, and I'm glad that it's you and me here.
0: Yeah, they have they have the polls gather. <laughs> Alicia Fox and Gold Dust clearly are like overdoing the like fake chat. What do you think? What do you oh, think? Oh, it was so funny. And they announced the winner of NXT season three. <clears throat> it's Caitlin. To all of our shock. Yeah.
1: When they named all of these rookies at the beginning of the season, both of us were like, oh, it's definitely either Naomi or AJ. Obviously. Yeah but Caitlyn wins. Caitlyn definitely had the, the like best storyline throughout this season with her feud with um Vicky like it was a very much an overcoming Ed, like the professional and you know Yeah, and proving I, yourself. and I think
0: they were always vague on how the voting worked. Yeah. I think they had Caitlyn win because they wanted to do they wanted to continue the Vicky story on SmackDown, I which is it. which is what they do. And yeah. they didn't have anything planned for either of the other two. Because huh. based on when they debut, it's like, yeah, they, they didn't... It wasn't like, okay, well, let's let's get you into something quick. Yeah. Because...
1: So they give Caitlyn, like, an actual run, and they make Naomi fucking wait for it. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, even AJ gets in before Naomi does. God. But and let's AJ talk Naomi's about so um each of their, uh, you know, careers from here forward.
1: Do you want to talk about the winner first, or do you want to talk about the runner-up? Let's talk about the
0: runner-up first. Okay. Because Naomi... Doesn't really do anything until be, being part of the Funkadactyls. Naomi with, with,
1: gets done so dirty in the WWE to the point where Nick did not like her for years. Yeah, you actively disdained her. Like I, I it wasn't
0: active. I just I, did, I didn't get it.
1: She was putting a shit gimmick with two shit wrestlers.
0: Yeah, because you you said you hate rapping gimmicks for the most part. I fucking hate dancing gimmicks. Yeah. If that is the only thing to your gimmick, I just it's not for me. And so. You had these two valets with Brodus Clay whose heart wasn't Oof. in it. Yeah. Then you got A-Train involved for a little bit. Oof. Admittedly, I, I didn't recognize Naomi or I didn't watch the season. I remembered Cameron from Tough Enough and I'm like, okay, well, you don't really care about the business, you know, the, the, the gatekeeping kind of thing, which, I don't know, I stand by a little bit of that. Like, I know. If you're, like, people work so fucking hard to get this job, if you don't give a shit about this job, like... To Open up for the that. door
1: for somebody else. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm on your side. I get that. Yeah.
0: So she's basically just in the background for her first two years in the main roster. <sighs> like just a little bit here and there. Which is
1: just rough. Because yeah. she's so clearly better than Cameron and Brodus Clay combined.
0: The group breaks up. Her and Cameron have a ma- have a have a like a blow-off feud match. On They a,
1: both get put on Total Divas.
0: Well, they have a blow-off match on a pay-per-view pre-show. Like they don't even get even on the main card. Mm. She finally gets some momentum in November 2014. Gets paired with the Usos because they're, they're married at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're she's married, married to her. Jimmy. Uh, turns heel in 2015. And then, like, again, there's nothing until she gets paired with Sasha Banks and Tamina as part of Team B.A.D., which was, like, beautiful and deadly. Beautiful or, and dangerous. Yeah, something like that. Which, do you remember the other two groups from this? No. I want to say it's Team Bellas, which is the Bella Twins and Alicia Fox, who just seems to get mentioned in the Oh yeah,
1: Alicia Fox is such a um, a tag along with the Bellas.
0: And then do you remember the third team? No. It was a team of Paige, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch.
1: Oh, it was like the pseudo horsewomen. No. It was almost the horsewomen.
0: So they go on to have the team name of Team PCB. Sure. They had a different name for the first week or two. Oh no. We've talked about this before. I'm sure we have. They were the submission sorority. Yes. If you do a little search on that um,
1: uh-huh. you
0: might get some of Aloise's uh, photos in, in, <laughs> in the uh, in yeah. the results.
1: I remember this yes.
0: But yeah it gets part well. it's part of the team BAD. She gets hurt and then gets repackaged as the glow.
1: Yeah, and her glow gimmick is what she lived with for a while and it was good. It was uh, fine.
0: Yeah, like she finally gets a real chance, wins his title and then is like immediately injured. But somehow was back in time to win the title while it's still vacant. It was like a weird yeah. timeline. Of, I guess she just healed faster because they, they did like a six-person match at WrestleMania. And like, who's the final person? And it was Naomi. Apparently she's from Orlando. So she actually managed to like win it again in her hometown. That is cool. She wins the Uterus Trophy at WrestleMania oh. for that battle royal. But not the Mula. And it was the same finish they've used like three times for that match.
1: Yeah.
0: Feuded with Mandy Rose trying to steal her man feuded with Sonya Deville while she was while well, Sonya Sonya was the GM assistant. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those feuds really had the big blow-off match. It was just a weird thing. Yeah. They like really the did not do her well. Like the most she gets for the Sonya Deville feud is they do like a tag team match of her and Ronda versus Charlotte and Sonya. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think. Huh? All right. And then she teamed with Sasha Banks Well the tag team titles and all that.
1: We all know what happened there.
0: Yeah, they disappointed everyone, Emily. Oh,
1: yeah, they really
0: <laughs> Yeah, they put the titles it. on the Bella Twins' and stepdad's uh, desk and left.
1: Walked out. So now Naomi has debuted in AEW, hasn't she? No, she's an Impact. Oh, Impact, yes, but as Trinity. Yes. Yes, as her true name. Is she as Trinity Fatu?
0: I think she just is Trinity. Okay. But yeah, Naomi just like... Had Naomi so many is chances. way too
1: good for the shit that she was put through.
0: Yeah, like, lit- I tweeted this, but like, watching her in the early se- like the early episodes, I'm like, I wish I had seen this, and I wish they had pushed her, because I didn't get it for the longest time, and i watching her, and I'm like, no, 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 she's good, she has something.
1: Yeah, now you get it.
0: And ironically, she wasn't paired with him, but she's like the female Cesaro.
1: Yeah, honestly. <sighs> All right, and our winner.
0: And our winner, Caitlyn. Never get the last name Caitlyn. <laughs>
1: Alright.
0: She gets signed to SmackDown and like shows up like the next one or the one after. So, uh, continues the Vicky feud, teases AJ for a little while as the Chick Busters. <laughs> and, Chick-busters. and a bit it's I so I stupid. laughed at. They had her turn heel on AJ and then immediately second guessed it and like cut it from the broadcast. Oh. <laughs> and then she pops into season five of NXT for a bit. Uh enters the Divas title scene for a long while. Like she's like a fixture of that division for like almost a year and a half. Wow, lots of AJ feuds during well, that. Sure. They they play on they that have good a chemistry. Good bit. Part of the Total Divas feud at the very start decides to leave the company in, like early January of 2014 mm. focuses on uh, her personal life and business. Very rare wrestling appearances. Um, she <laughs> she's listed as winning this like South African Women's Championship oh, in 2019. Shit that uh, she's still listed as the title holder for. So I don't think she's defended it.
1: Mm, fair. That's but cool, though.
0: she also made an appearance in the May Young Classic in one of them. I think it was the 2018 one.
1: Okay, because, yeah, we did watch some of them. I those. think we
0: watched the first one, which she's not in. But, yeah, she apparently, um, her final WWE appearance, I want to say is that, or she might have, like, a weird oh, backstage no. one. But uh, since 2015, she has owned a smoothie bar in Boca Raton.
1: Oh, I love that smoothies. Yeah. That sounds right up her alley honestly.
0: Living a good non-wrestling life.
1: I love that. Alright. Well that's NXT season 3.
0: Uh, yeah I guess what are your closing thoughts on this? How, <laughs> how, mad are you, how mad are you at me for making you watch this?
1: It was a slog to watch. It was really hard to watch especially the first 3 or 4 episodes were really painful because it was just not wrestling and i know that these women can wrestle and it was just they weren't given the opportunity to be what they could be but at the end of it all i am just so i've said it twice now i'm so thankful for the women's division that we have today i love women's wrestling it is my favorite part of wrestling and i'm just i wish that we had more of it (laughs) i wish we had a back catalog to go back on and watch the history that wasn't like trish barking like a dog or you know Stacey Keebler just having legs as a character. Like, I want more women.
0: It's the old, you can't enjoy the sunny days without some rainy days.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I'm so thankful for what we have. And this is right at the start of everyone kind of realizing we need to do better. So it's just, it sucks to watch this.
0: Well, it's hard. Well, Emily, I'm glad you've had some sunny days, my friend.
1: <laughs> what did you think overall? Having watched I... this from start to finish.
0: This is... It has flashes a good, but this might be the worst wrestling show I've ever seen.
1: Yes, I I think I agree.
0: And I put a good majority on that on Michael Cole and Josh Matthews. I
1: agree. 100% I agree. Because
0: they're not trying. Like, if the show was what it was, it'd be like, oh, that was a bit shit. But the fact that commentary is actively hating this, almost making fun of you for enjoying any es- yeah. enjoying any aspect of it. Yeah. Like, even the one great match you're talking about, credit to him, Josh Matthews is actually kind of trying during sure that. Cole is like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And,
1: he's literally like, is this season over yet?
0: Yeah, and he's not on season four. We did look. Mm. I, I used to read Matthew from Botchomania would do the do some write-ups on the, on the NXT seasons. Oh. He stopped early on in this one. And I get it.
1: Yeah. I don't blame him.
0: The the matches...
1: The just, matches are such non-factors. Exist. They have nothing to do with the outcome of the show. They have nothing to do with the skill of the wrestling women. It has no yeah. it, weight on the show at all. It
0: doesn't even feel like they're trying to build no. anyone.
1: No, the matches are like time fillers. It's not about that. It's about who's sexy. But
0: <sighs> well, yeah, this... Um... Let me talk about it, but yeah, this show as a whole is awful.
1: It's terrible. It was really hard to watch.
0: Ugh. That said, Emily, what is your best bit, your worst bit, and MVP? Oh, I
1: didn't come up with any of these. <laughs> oh, God. Um,
0: to me, it's three obvious answers.
1: I mean, if we're talking about, like, the best match, is that obvious no, match? No, just best bit. Best bit? I don't know, because I try to see it as a whole. You tend to go for matches. I want to find, like, a bit.
0: Well, okay. My best bit is the match. It's the AJ Naomi match.
1: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I knew that was going to be yours. I really enjoyed the wedding just because of like what it was. I thought that was really fun. I'll say that was my best bit of the season.
0: What's your worst bit?
1: The joke off in episode two or three. It made me hurt so physically bad.
0: Oh, I'm just giving mine to uh, commentary in general.
1: Okay. I don't have an MVP. I have a um, LVP. Michael
0: Cole. Yeah. MVP. I guess in this case, that would be, who should have won? Unless it's... Who should have won? Unless your MVP is one of the pros.
1: No, Naomi should have won.
0: Naomi, okay. Naomi should have won. I'm going with AJ.
1: Naomi should have won. I am such a Naomi stand at this point.
0: Yeah, they admittedly, and they kind of noted it, like, Naomi kind of disappeared halfway through.
1: She was such a front runner in the first episode, like, she was so strong. Oh, yeah, we were
0: convinced, like, she's going to win every fucking competition. I started,
1: I kind of have, like, a conspiracy that, um that production or showrunners, whoever, kind of started not necessarily rigging things, but, like, holding her to a higher standard of, like, she can't just wipe the floor with every competition, like, make her redo things. Like, she had to redo the um, obstacle course because she fucked it up. But I feel like if other girls had done that, they wouldn't have stopped them. Yeah. I don't know. She was just so strong right out of the gate. Like, she should have won.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have accepted Naomi as well. I I think AJ was the most complete package. It probably doesn't help that she's been wrestling for... You know, two or three more years than everybody else. Yeah, <sighs> but that's gonna do it for the seats hey, in the butts podcast.
1: No, I do the outro. So that's gonna do it for the seats in the butts podcast. You can follow us wherever you find your podcast. We are on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, Android Podcasts. Am I miss? What am I missing?
0: Samsung podcast. Samsung
1: podcast. Damn it. You can also follow... Oh,
0: up uh, and and Deezer. Deezer. Although, although I think... We, so we recorded this before the next episode, so I think we need to make the Deezer jokes the next one. So stay tuned for that.
1: You can also follow us on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook at Butts and the Seeds Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter at Butts in the Pod. And if you like this, you can look into our Patreon. That should be coming in the next month or so. Keep your eye peeled. I will coming have it... mid-late August. I will have it posted on all the social medias when we have something to sell.
0: Did I miss no, I was just I was letting you do it. I was saying just ending the podcast, but just and that's it. And that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> so next up is an actual episode. Yeah, this is this is not a numbered episode. This is a non-canon episode because
1: this was just we had to talk.
0: Yeah, and we really thought we might go for a half hour. And looking at the current recording time, um, <laughs> no. it's not a half hour.
1: You're welcome. Or I'm sorry, I can't tell.
0: <laughs> but next up is the January 31st WW Monday Nitro. I don't even remember what the fuck happened. Je- uh, Jeff Jarrett's going to be taking over as commissioner because Kevin Nash did an oopsie. Oh, God. But uh, until the next real episode and until you listen to the next um, weird things like this on Patreon, <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Emily. And thanks for listening to the, the-
1: Seats in the Butts podcast. Bye.
0: Bye.